This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. On Money Talks, we discuss money news and take your questions about personal finance. For 15 years, we've provided free financial information for Mississippians. I hope you can join me, Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, co-host of Money Talks, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. or anytime on our podcast. Hello, thanks for tuning in to Everyday Tech. This is Abram Nanny with Sabir Abdul-Haq, an IT expert. A couple weeks ago, we actually got our first Talk to Us message asking us to talk about the types of technology used in the Super Bowl. From drone shows to augmented reality, there are a lot of things maybe a few people had never seen before, but they've been around for a little while. So today on Everyday Tech, we're going to expand that prompt a little to also include other ways we have seen this technology used. And thank you again to Mike from Tupelo for suggesting this to us. Email everydaytech at mpbonline.org if you have any questions or comments. And of course, don't forget about the Talk to Us feature on the MPB Public Media app, where you can record a voice or video message just like Mike and send it straight to us at Everyday Tech. Now, good morning, Sabir. How's it going? I see we've got you on Skype again, so uh, I'm going to say you got a productive day today again. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Right. Gotcha. Uh, definitely, definitely a productive day. Uh, it has been uh, <laughs> lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my, that's what I say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so what you guys got going on in the IT world? In the IT world, there's a little bit of everything. Security is always a main thing. It's always an important thing. Mm. I know we've talked about two-factor authentication on this show. I know we've talked about uh, all the different things that are that are happening in a buzz. And just be careful. Just listening audience, really want y'all to be careful. Yeah, you know, if you've got an IT guy or gal in your area or a company that you recommend or trust, please ask questions. Learn about two-factor authentication. And even this day and age where it's been, you know, happening for a while, and we've been having two-factor authentication. It's very important. I want to stress, please get two-factor authentication. That is a method on your phones that digitally proves that you are who you are. Please at least set up two-factor authentication on your phones, your emails, your banking, all that good stuff. Uh, we, we, it's been that kind of a day. Oh, I've had a couple of folks where. Uh, not not at the not at the main workplace, but at other places who have let me know that they've gotten hacked, but they for whatever reason they hadn't set up two factor authentication. So everybody out there listening, please set up your two factor authentication at least so that you can be protected is a little bit better than just a password. Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. we we've talked in the past about two-factor but like we're moving into multi-factor at this point which is something that we do here at mpb is like just to sign into our emails we have our uh we have our email and the password and then it displays a number on the screen and then it sends Mm -hmm. to your phone you gotta uh put that number on your screen and then you have a face id on your phone so it takes a lot just to get into your email it, it is. And right now it's about to get to a point where you got to have a minimum of nine character. But in some state and government institutions, uh, we're, you, you're going to have to start doing like 15 and 18 character passwords. It's Oof. it's getting real. It's, it's getting real. <laughs> Man, yeah. I, I 
that is one of those that you just you know save in your phone. You don't remember fifteen characters yeah. every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. But yeah. having two factor and then also like you said, having multi factor authentication, that's gonna make it be a little bit easier for folks. You won't have to remember that password every time. The the uh, your little app on your phone is gonna make it easier for you. I had one of my clients not long ago. I was trying to help her with her stuff, and she said, uh, "I said, well, we need your password again." And she said, "It's password." I said, "You're you're not serious. Oh, <laughs> you're no. not serious." She was like, "Don't talk about me, Sabir. Don't, <laughs> don't talk about me. I'm don't like, talk oh, about me. God. You put her on the radio, <laughs> man. <laughs> hey, hey, if she listens to this, I ain't put her name out there. But, uh, <laughs> she know if she is listening, she knows who she is. So, yeah, yeah." Well, I, I got to tell you, Sabir, something that we, uh, you know, I got in here yesterday, was running the boards, and the first thing Jermaine did when she saw me, she ran in and said, y'all got to talk about that radio tower that went missing yesterday, or went missing oh, last yeah. week. I yeah. heard about that. I saw it pop up, and and on uh, and I saw you had mentioned it. We were talking about. It. I was like, "Yo!" And then I had to look and do. That's crazy. How do you lose a radio tower? They didn't lose I, it, Sabir. I, I mean, it, it was, vanished without a trace. Without not a, a trace. scrap of metal. Not a bolt. Not a screw was on the ground, Sabir. What part of Alabama was this? Jasper. Isn't that area like one of the areas that have been hit by tornadoes? Pretty rough. But Sabir, I'm I'm trying to tell you, Sabir, if it would have got hit by a tornado, it should have left some shrap metal around. There was I, I not gotta, a trace. That's true. That's true. I got a man. That's crazy. I've never seen uh, somebody just do a ninja vanish on a right. on 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 a, a radio tower. And I think it was it overnight. Was it like an yeah, overnight? Yeah, like deal? it was. It, it was, was there one day, true. and then they got up there the next day, and they're like, "What happened?" This is like when they make those mm-hmm. mazes in the crop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, what, what's that M. Night Shyamalan movie? Signs. Signs. Yeah, oh, great no. movie. Signs. Uh, well, that's the, all that. One day you had a station and the next day you didn't. Well, I'm thinking, I was thinking <laughs> Signs or Dune, uh, a Dune worm came up and got it. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or, or maybe just Despicable down. Me. Like, yeah, the, the thing is, the most likely explanation for this is that there's like a, someone stole it somehow. But that's like a Despicable Me <laughs> level. That's, crime. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a insane. Brew, brew in the minions, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Dune worms. The Dune worm sounds very close to what it could have been. <laughs> yeah, but that that would be that would be. I completely agree. But that that the we didn't see no no uh, huge hole in the ground. Those those worms. Are no, it covered. Yeah. Okay, Sabir, you got to use your imagination now. <laughs> Once the the radio tower went into the ground, the hole covered up somehow. That's true. I guess that would do it. That is scary. See, now yeah, it was I'm wild. Have to stay in, I'm about to stay inside of buildings and, and everything yeah. else now. Yeah, yeah, you know. Well, that won't save that. That won't save me from a doom worm. So, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, what is it they call it in the movie where you got to like uh, walk without a rhythm sand, or something? Sand, sand stepping or something sand, like that. Sand stepping, sand walk. I forgot what they called it, but that was. I'm looking forward to part two when it comes out next month. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully well, I wish there's we had no him. part two Radio Tower vanishing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wish we had Shane here. He would know for sure uh, what it was called. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. you know, we're kind of making light of it, but it is really, it's an unfortunate situation. So our condolences yeah. to that. From one radio station to another, our condolences sent yeah. out to, to yeah. Jasper. Yeah, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to get that thing replaced and everything else. That's not gonna be an easy endeavor. It's not yeah. gonna be an easy endeavor. 
Yeah. So so just uh, the facts of the matter is it's a seven year old, 70 year old 200 foot radio tower in Jasper. A replacement would be around sixty thousand dollars, says the uh, the source I found. I completely forgot what. Uh, it, but whoever news reported, I, I should have wrote that down. I apologize for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Like, how does that happen? And some people, like, I'm looking at, like, what CNN was saying that they feel like thieves took it. Like, it had to, it had to mm-hmm. been stolen. That is, that is such a hugely organized crime for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, the amount mm-hmm. of people that would have This is like Ocean's that. 2024. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had a whole plan, <laughs> not a trace, just, not, a, right. not a rung of metal, though. That's what got me. Mm-hmm. And whoever did That's it crazy. is, I mean, they were organized. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, it's, it's that is a huge job to take on, whoever did that. But, you know, they are saying that it could have been aliens. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. What, what's what's the guy on History Channel? Yeah, right, yeah. Aliens. Yeah, the, the hands up like that. Yeah. <laughs> WJLX, that's the name of the station. Okay, okay. WJLX. That's yeah, so crazy. Our, our, our condolences. condolences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dang, man. That's rough. Yeah. How do you steal a 200-foot radio tower? <laughs> we're never going to get over that. I think uh, no matter what explanation comes out of that, we're not going to like – it's not going to be fair. It's not It's not going to be enough explanation to me at least. That's crazy. Yeah. Thanks for listening to MPB Think Radio and tuning in to Everyday Tech this morning. My name is Abram Nanny. I've got Sabir Abdul-Haq here with me. Email your questions or comments to everydaytech at mpbonline.org where you can attach a picture or screenshots to or whatever to help our guys assess your situation. Or download the MPB public media app and use the Talk to Us feature to leave us an audio or video message. Now, we're kind of going to be talking about some new or relatively new technology today. Um, but as far as new technology at MPB, if we were streaming right now like for if we if we start streaming i'm gonna have these mood lighting like this like how we've got it right now this is nice right in here yeah it's bright it's nice and bright yeah yeah i like it it's comfortable and i feel like i look good in this lighting man look hey let's see you just gotta go ahead and you know i'm saying pat you know brush your shoulders off you know pop yeah yeah i'll I'll dress up better for that for sure (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, But as I mentioned, we were talking about the technology we saw in the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago, but also expanding that beyond that into sports and entertainment in general. And uh, I just want to include also that this Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58, broke ratings records in America, being the most watched program since the moon landing in 1969. Really? Really? Wow. Yes. Which is wild. That's a lot. That is crazy. We got to mention it. It's it would not have been as high without Taylor Swift in the crowd. You, you hey, got we'll to we'll include and, that. And especially when you consider, you know, everything else in terms of the teams and everything else and all the news about Taylor and, and, and everything else. I mean, of course, it was just going to be a big buildup. But since the moon landing, that is yes, crazy. That's wild. That is crazy. Yeah. And, and and no other Super Bowl had ever gotten close to that. that, I, that I guess not. But wow. this is this That's is number crazy. one since the moon landing, and this is, is 1969. So I don't need. I, I wasn't yeah. even alive for that, so I have no idea. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Me either. That, yeah. So this wild. is the biggest spectacle, and like in my lifetime. Mm, yes, indeed. It's it's that, and that's what it's about. Use the right word, spectacle. Yeah, yes, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Which I guess you know it kind of feels a little wild to call the 
moon landing a spectacle, but <laughs> it was quite uh, a bit I more mean, than it, that. But it was, yeah, yeah. It was still. That, that, I don't think that's strong, strong enough word for what was happening then. Continue, right. especially when you consider TVs in the late sixties, early seventies, nineteen you know, sixty-nine to right now. Everybody's got a TV. Every got. I'm I'm sitting in a room right now. There are like six monitors in this room, like, right? So in this room that are all connected. They could they could jump online and and do news or whatever else, but. That's that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's really cool, honestly. And mm-hmm. it's funny. I said we were kind of talk about new tech, but the the I imagine like the tech of getting something on the moon back then. Like they say that the the NASA computers that ran that like are less powerful than the computers we have in our phones that we carry in our pockets. Right. So let's have that right. little existential crisis real quick. Right. <laughs> and move on to talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, so yes, the first big thing that we noticed in the Super Bowl was the implementation of the absolutely insane augmented reality graphics. Uh, so, mm. Sabir, can you explain what that was a little bit? So augmented reality is a lot of times where you're going to be placed in a situation or you're going to be placed. It's, it's a little bit more than... Uh, just uh, uh, having a surrounding in, around you, there will be there's graphics or there's images or other things, multimedia that will come to you and that you can interact with. And I know you've got an example that we'll talk about later. But one of the things you can kind of deal with in terms of augmented reality are like the uh, the, the new headsets, the VR headsets, mm-hmm. kind of, and the way how uh, like Facebook and Meta, Meta, Meta is uh, taking over right now where things will be online. That's all augmented reality. Uh, those are those are great options. But, I mean, those are great examples. I know you've got one. Another one is when the Nintendo Wii came out. Nintendo Wii yeah. came out. That was a form of augmented reality because you're, you know, the way how you're using motion, motion control, control, motion-based controls to be able to play ping pong or to be able to play golf or to do, mm-hmm. you know, the different activities that are done. And and even you've got now the the boxing, like the fitness boxing and dancing, everything else that's out, all those things are really good. So yeah, that's a that's a touch of augmented reality. I believe you said you got one you got an example you'll talk about later, but yeah, that's that's the way how augmented reality is gonna change everything. It's oh yeah. Change everything. Yeah. It's the way definitely how we deal with technology. Yeah, it's definitely another uh, another one of the next steps and in innovations that we're seeing. So the mm-hmm. augmented reality, uh the best description I saw of it, and I cannot uh I saw this years ago talking about the difference between virtual reality and augmented reality is that virtual reality puts you in a different world and augmented reality puts part of a world or puts something into part of your world. So when we're talking about augmented reality in the Super Bowl, we saw these huge team logos and graphics that weren't actually Mm -hmm. above the stadium, but Mm -hmm. it, it said big Chiefs versus 49ers. And mm-hmm. it looked like it was in the Super Bowl. It was 3D, like they could swivel the camera around it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it looked like an actual big old uh, like statue or something like that. Mm. That and that is a really good definition of virtual reality versus augmented reality. You always say that your your definitions aren't that great. That was great. That was a good one, <laughs> one Abram. That, that was a really good definition uh, in terms of comparing the two, comparing and contrasting the two. But yeah, I did see that during the Super Bowl. I was like, wow, that that's a lot. It looked that amazing. amazing. It yeah. did. It did. It did. And that's and that's more than just what AI is doing. That's more than just what again, like you said, virtual reality is doing. It made it 
actually seemed like it was actually there. People, uh, you know, when, when you bring something into your world like that, that's amazing. You have 3D glasses is like a slight, you know, because what they're doing, 3D glasses, if you ever watched a movie, it's oh, yeah. a 3D whatever without the glasses and you're like why is that so blurry? yeah yeah put, put it back on or even like if you go to i remember the children's museum in jackson uh at one point here in jackson had a situation well they didn't they have like the 4d roller coaster i think it was it was part of something that you could do where it would blow air or, oh you know, right blow- right and so that way you're bringing part of that world into you. So having 4D and things like that, that's a form of augmented reality, too, I guess. That is that is that, but that is a good uh, definition. Give yourself credit. Pat oh, yourself I'll, on I'll, that. I'll give myself a little bit of applause on that, yeah. Uh, so uh, this is – obviously this isn't brand new tech. It's stuff that's been yeah. going on for a while. Uh, oh, yeah. I, right. I know for sure I've seen it in like – WWE before, like at WrestleMania when they have the big wrestlers logo come out or some Mm -hmm. graphic Mm -hmm. where, you know, Seth Rollins sets everything on fire or something like that. That's (laughs) that, that is WWE has been doing that for a while, but Mm -hmm. NFL, NFL has actually been using the same technology for quite a while though. albeit much smaller scared, uh, scaled, Mm -hmm. smaller scaled. Uh, Mm -hmm. do you, can you have a guess of what I'm talking about? Like in terms of what the NFL? Yeah, they've been doing that, uh, some augmented reality, a very small thing of augmented reality for probably 40 years or so, something like that. I'm guessing like the well, like the first down line. Maybe. Yeah, like the, the, yeah. The, the, the lines of scrimmage and everything. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. the blue line yeah, of scrimmage and the yellow first blue, down line. That's that's augmented down. reality because you know that's that, what I would have. That's a good point. Yeah, the, those lines are not actually there on the field. Mm-hmm. Even though I had not. someone in college who was like, I just I just don't get how they put them lines on the field every time. So I was like, yes, well, buddy, well, <laughs> it's not really there, buddy. It's not really there. That's that's. <laughs> That's probably the everyone's first uh, interaction mm. with augmented reality, though it, it hasn't been called that. But that that's is probably everyone's first. Uh, uh, and and when you when you think about, I was going to say like it, when you think about the fact that it's forty years old, think about how accurate just about that is. Like right, they on mm-hmm. the field. Like if you were at the game, you see them moving the chains and trying to make sure that that first down is coming on the screen. We're like you're you're automatically taking. Oh yeah, that's first down. That's first down, definitely. <laughs> you know, but you think about how accurate that is. Right. And of course, they do it and they do it in video games and everything too. But to see it happen on TV, you're right. That's that is augmented reality. That's excellent. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, so that's something that we take for granted watching it from home. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I should have looked it up, but I'm sure that is like pioneering technology that when they first started doing that. I believe very it. innovative. Believe um, so there have also been games, and I'm guessing this is what the example you were talking about. But the games that have mm-hmm. been using AR or augmented reality, uh, most famously Pokemon Go. Yes, yes. I remember when everybody jumped on Pokemon Go, and we had. Uh, there weren't there weren't there a couple of things where people actually got hurt. Unfortunately, they were so oh, caught sure. up in the game and they just weren't paying attention and walked into a pole or traffic or <laughs> yeah. I mean, not traffic, but I mean, like walked into like a trash can or something like that. Right. Themselves or whatever. You so busy caught up in the game, like bro, you better wake up. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pokemon Go was amazing. Yeah. So so Pokemon Go the 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 AR aspect you actually can toggle that. Um, mm-hmm. in, in the corner but um, mm-hmm. the AR aspect is where you can it'll access your camera and it looks like the monster is you know sitting on your desk in front of you or standing in front right. of you on the right. in, on the carpet um, right right 
so they yeah that the summer when that came out was was quite a time i remember going to summer camp and everyone was still playing that um yeah and i wasn't i didn't have i didn't have it and just sitting in there and observing people uh looking <laughs> for these fake monsters in a real world was so much fun you were like wait a minute i'm sure it was entertaining too. oh yeah sure oh yeah entertaining but yeah but then I, I mean i'll be honest i was i was in my mid-30s i'm just a big kid i was in my <laughs> mid-30s uh i was in my early to mid-30s that they're playing that game i was like i gotta see how this works and it was amazing i, I thought it was awesome i thought yeah. it was really awesome yeah yeah and and uh for those in the audience who listening audience who aren't familiar like pokemon is a the old classic game where you capture, you have to battle and capture these, you know, uh, cartoony looking monsters, and then you can add them to your roster and add them and then constantly keep building as the, the old, you know, some folks my age may remember that, but in case you have some folks that didn't, that's, they always say, gotta catch them all. So, yep. uh, that was, <laughs> gotta catch them all. And I think that was, I think that was really well done. I think that was really well done. And, and it was a completely free game. They didn't, yeah. there was no cost for that. There was really no cost for that. I don't even think they did any ads for it. Now that I think about it, um, you would think like, how are we going to find a way to monetize this? But right, it was yeah, completely free. Yeah, I think they did have some some microtransactions, but they were completely unnecessary. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So is when I, I I did get into it long, long after uh, because I, I broke my leg and I was trying to find an excuse to to mm. get up and walk around some so pokemon yeah. gave me gave me a reason uh, to do that but yeah pokemon is definitely like that was definitely the the ip the the idea to to get that out there that sort of augmented reality technology mm-hmm. did um did, did were any of the the young folks that were at the uh, game the gaming challenge the e-game the e-sports were there any e were there any ar games i meant to ask you that were there any uh, ar games Ooh, i don't know i don't think there were not at the mm. not at the e-sports um okay well. but they are i believe at the e-sports this semester they are adding in some new games oh, really? so there, there might nice. be some more elements added in uh, so okay. yes, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep myself updated on that, and maybe yeah. maybe we'll go back there uh, as yeah. a crew uh, in yeah. May or so, whenever they do it. That'd be great. That'd yeah. be great. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, we also see AR almost daily via social media, which is like filters or lenses. So those those pictures where it looks like someone has a dog or someone is turned into a dog and has their dog ears. <laughs> stuff that that's ar but this technology can also be really useful in like medical and forensics industries which mm, you know yeah if you watch the csi shows and stuff that it's it's already there in csi but yeah. I, I don't know about the reality of that right yeah, you just got to be real careful with it but i mean i could see the instructive sides of it i know uh when my wife was in nursing i'm sure your your wife's a nurse right yes you, you said you're yeah. yeah i'm sure some of the training they went through they used to always have these simulations that they had to go through a certain amount of hours of simulations mm-hmm. they had to go through some of it was like mechanical like on a dummy or whatever but some of it was like digital like what would happen if this and then you have like models and things that things that how how things would operate i'm sure there'd be great ways to be able to go ahead and tie that together but yeah that that's that's real interesting that's super interesting yeah so yeah some some ar surgery Mm -hmm. a surgery simulation would be very helpful uh as far as training operation 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a, it'd be a yeah. little next level stuff. Um, other That's places you can see AR is like some menus in restaurants or museums. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, IKEA stores actually have augmented reality where you can like see what a piece of furniture would look like in your home. Or something like that. So that's that's pretty cool. I've never actually seen that. Nice. But of course, the Apple nice. Vision Pros that are coming out now are are very oh, yeah. AR. So Ooh. like when when you have Ooh, those Apple. big old headset goggles on, you can yeah. look around and someone's phone call and their face pops up on the screen, and it's wow. just in your. It looks like it's in your world. But I got you. Yeah, I got you. That is gonna be interesting. I might have to go and. And, and steal my wife's iPhone. Just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and when she hears it, she's like, you're going to mess with my iPhone. Get rid of my phone. <laughs> no, she, she, uh, but yeah, that's good. My my son, our son has a, he has a Mac. I'm going to wait for that to come out. That does sound interesting. Yeah. Check that out. I will yeah. say, uh, I don't think I'll do the Vision Pro myself, but yeah. I, I won't fault anyone else. Who would yeah. Do yeah. Yeah. That does sound interesting. I mean, it is intriguing. And I mean, to give Apple their credit, you know, I'm always giving Apple a hard time. But <laughs> to give Apple their credit, I mean, that they are like really two-factor authentication. Really, I think they started it, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. I, I think they really started it. So, I mean, for them to come up with something like that, I mean, that's completely and totally understandable. So, I mean, yeah. complete, you know, kudos to them. I'm look, looking forward to seeing how people enjoy this on some of these uh, electronics trade shows that come out and, and next steps and stuff. Yeah, for sure. We're glad you found our show, Everyday Tech, on MPB Think Radio. This is Abram Naney, still here with Sabir Abdul-Haq, who's ready to answer your questions. Email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now, we're kind of talking about the Super Bowl and stuff today, but we really, we still want to take your calls. So feel free to call us, and we will, uh, we'll, we'll get you, we'll get the, your call straight to Sabir, and then he can answer your question, and I'll sit there and listen to it, too. <laughs> as we as, as we continue to talk about technology we saw in the Super Bowl, we're going to move on from AR talk into the drone demonstrations we saw. Now, Sabir, are you familiar with any? Did you see any of those yourself? I didn't see the drone uh, demonstrations. I was in and out uh, from watching the game every now and then. Didn't really get a chance to. What what was happening? I know a bit about droning, and I could speak about speak to that. But right, what what, what happened? Uh, well, first I'll say the, the drones were not allowed in or near the Allegiant Stadium, but a right. drone light show took place away from the stadium in Las Vegas that featured displays of two 400-foot-tall football players lined across from each other. So they wow. so basically these, these drones were flying in the air. They were shining these different lights, and it looked like, it, it looked like a big display of an image, um, in this case, two 400-football players. 400 foot tall football players i could not get that out um (laughs) and then it also they also did a display that that was the uh the infamous welcome to las vegas sign um Mm, that was you know 400 feet in the air that is amazing that takes a lot of precision I've, i've been droning in mississippi since 2015 uh, oh wow! Back when you, back, yeah, oh yeah, I've, I've got a drone company, but uh, the FAA is not playing about you know safety and everything else like that. So mm. I'm glad that that didn't happen. Over, you see, sometimes people will be flying drones over uh, like large festivals or parties and stuff. I was at downtown Jackson one time. A friend of mine owns a drone, and he put a drone. Like right, and I came. I heard something buzzing. I know what that buzz sounds like. And he had it almost like six feet in front of someone's face, and I was like, "You can't like do that. Right. That's, that's terrible. You cannot do that. That's basically illegal." 
And I was like, bro, you're going to get someone hurt. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I take drone safety very seriously, but that had to take a lot of precision. I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen drone racing. Have you ever watched drone racing? I have not. I know what you're cool. talking about, but I have not watched it, ex- it myself. It's exhilarating. It's exhilarating to watch, but yeah, yeah it's definitely, uh, it's exhilarating to watch, but yeah, that had to take a lot of precision. Oh man. Oh, yeah, no, for oh. sure. I, the first instance I saw of this was a, a a similar demonstration used in China to celebrate the Chinese New Year, where over hmm. a thousand drones displayed a fire-breathing dragon. Wow, yeah. that is a lot. And and the the signal the signal that's used to operate for in, in my experience from flying drones, I've I've suspended my drone, uh, my drone part of my company uh, since twenty twenty two. 2021 um but the 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 signal that's used is the same signal as like a wi-fi signal mm-hmm. for best for cleanest result is like if you use like a wi-fi signal that'll give you the clearest touch to that drone and it could do a it can i mean you can have great control and do all kinds of things it's just a matter of just practice so that's a dragon they did a whole dragon i would love to see that yeah no i'll, I'll have to send you that, that video it, it is it's it's wild um mm. but yeah well, the um essentially the idea is kind of like fireworks where they just mm-hmm. you know shoot shoot off bright lights in the sky um okay. but i imagine like uh you know having to find that balance you know work within a certain range because you can only go you know you, you like you said you got to be above a certain distance from people yeah and you yeah. can only go so high in the sky with these displays Correct. before you're in uh you know air highways Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. You can only go but so high, and and yeah, you can't use line. You can't lose line of sight uh, to those drones either. So the fact that they did it in a night sky, I mean, that's just that's just amazing. They would have had to suspend air traffic in that area just in case. But that's that's amazing. That takes a lot of logistics and yeah. planning. So that's cool. Yeah. So it's a lot of programming and coordination. And I have mm-hmm. I have in my notes. Uh, I have no idea the amount of programming and coordination. That goes into mm. this type of thing. Mm. Like that had, had to. to have taken, uh, mm. like probably as soon as they announced that it was going to be in Las Vegas, did they have to have a contract out for that? Like that right. would have been right. insane to, right. to try to put together. You you have to let air traffic know. I mean, like if there's a, I, I did one, I did one gig where I was flying really close to uh, an airport in Leake County <laughs> yeah. and I had to contact, you have to contact them and say, I'm going to be in your airspace at this time. And this was years ago before the laws got as stringent and, and really, really tough as they are. And I got, I, you had to contact the air traffic controller. You have to let them know I'm going to be in your area from this time to this time at what area of the field. And I was, even though I was a good 150 feet, from their airfield, from their southbound approach, mm-hmm. they were. They, I was like, I'm gonna let. I'm not. You know, I was probably gonna be a good 400 feet below, but about 150 feet from, or something like. That. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. But you have to let them know all that information because it's very serious. Yeah. Yeah, because yep. it could be an absolute travesty if if they're mm-hmm. not aware of something like. Oh, that. absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So it really can. Yeah, I mean, like the typical ways that we see drones used are like personal landscaping cameras, mm-hmm. um, right. which are just cameras in general. Typically, is how we see drones used. So, for you know, wildlife research or uh, agricultural purposes. Um, but there's also seen I've seen several uh, you know photography studios use their cameras for like you know wedding shots or you know, landscape oh, yeah. shots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, also to be able to do what's also very popular now in Mississippi with uh, agriculture and, and everything else, uh, not only to be able to survey land, not only for protection and also to be able to understand, you know, what may be happening from an aerial side of things that you may not notice walking by, but you can be able just to survey survey the land and make sure that the crops are growing like they need to. Maybe you can be able to take certain other uh, like scientific surveys that you can. But then also uh, when you're about to buy land, I've done gigs for folks that were about to sell like a whole developing subdivision uh down in uh mm-hmm. covington county i've done something i've done stuff for things like that i'd send you some of my stuff but yeah it's uh it's a lot of work it's a whole yeah. lot of work yeah for definitely sure definitely a whole lot of work mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. uh i know we've had some guests on creature comforts which airs on thursdays at nine um who have mm-hmm. mentioned that they would uh you know, surveying animals, uh, you know, packs of, you know, coyotes or uh, Mm -hmm. some birds or something like that. I'm sure droning could help out with that a lot. It does. It does. And you don't have to be out there and and they're not super loud. Like the drone, the drones themselves Mm -hmm. are not super loud. And in in most cases, they're not super loud and you're able to get stuff done and do what you need to have done for them. So, yeah, I've my first time to Lake Village, uh, Arkansas, I had a droning gig for the for uh, for someone out that way, I had to send you some of my stuff. It was a lot of fun, yeah. but yeah, you got to be real careful. <laughs> Logistically, real, real it's careful. a lot for sure. Yes. yes um, so uh, my kind of thing is like the more incorporated drones come into our lives, I feel like we'll see them, you know, in more common uh, roles, like oh, yeah. you know, obviously delivery services or you know grocery mm-hmm. pickup or something like that. What's your what's your take on that? Do you think we'll have more personable drone experiences like that? I think that uh, I think it will so long as people follow the rules and everything else like that. I was just it's funny you mentioned that I was just watching the old movie uh, Ready Player One. I don't know if mm-hmm. you remember that old kind of like a sci-fi and gamer uh, kind of movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But where they were delivering drones, delivering everything and they used it for everything for policing to security. I, I, I know a friend of mine uh, that actually like I know folks that are in, like are bounty hunters, for example, that are, that are bail bondsmen and bounty hunters who they've had to use different things to be able to track down, you know, folks that are trying to escape law enforcement. Law enforcement huh. uses it regularly. So, yes, yeah, so they, they've got I mean, law enforcement uses it. I can you know, can't speak to specifics, but, yeah, they, they right. you know, they'll use those to be able to go ahead and spot to see someone that has missed out on their uh missed out on their uh, judicial hearing or whatnot. They've missed out, mm-hmm. and they're trying to track that person down before they have to go and physically go get them. They need to get logistics and know what's in the area, know who's in the area, all that different things. Law enforcement would use it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and then like you mentioned, uh, in terms of um, uh, 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 landscaping and everything else, that's a great way for landscapers to be able to kind of show like a portfolio of what they've done. But they also I've seen roofing companies, roofing companies oh, will also yeah. do them to show their work. So be like, yeah, look at what we've done. They'll do like a whole, you know, panoramic shot of this area. Uh, so yeah, it's really, it, and and I've even done stuff like aerial shots of like cotillions, like folks before they're about to, you know, young folks before they're about to go out to a prom or a cotillion or something else like that, a dance or something like that. Mm-hmm. They want to get an aerial shot. I've done like a, it was a very low altitude. It was probably like 15 feet off the ground, but did a shot of them as they were lining up and getting ready before they went to their dance. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. so there's, there's a lot of different ways that you could use droning. You just have to be real, you know, again, you have to follow the rules. Don't fly like directly. Like I told everybody behind us, they had to clear out. And I was like, probably about, 
I probably was about 15 feet off the ground. And then the good thing about these drones, drones have an automatically shut shut off switch. It was like a kill switch and it'll drop like a rock. You know, mm-hmm. so if you so that way, if it was a situation where if it started to drift or if I lost control or a pilot lost control, they can quickly and easily make that thing drop. Now, it might damage the drone, but you're not going to hurt nobody. Right. Nobody's about to get hurt. So, right. It's yeah, not going to it's not going to wig out. Mm-hmm. And fl- it's not going to wig out and everything, and everything else. And and a, and a good drone pilot knows where they are and are not supposed to be droning at. You don't drone. You can't drone like uh, you're not supposed to drone in the path of an airfield. You're not supposed to drone like downtown Jackson is basically a no no mm-hmm. because of the federal airspace from the federal building. Uh, and plus, you don't want to fly it down there anyway because it's uh, the Wi-Fi signals make it such a pea soup. You really can't. Oh eat. yeah. You would, you would if you took that, if that drone got farther than 50 feet away from you, it, you might lose control of it because of there's the signals are so heavy downtown Jackson. So, yeah. uh, particularly around, I remember that around, I was trying to do one thing low altitude downtown off Ferris street one time early. This is 2015, 2016, maybe. And, uh, it got, I think it got like 20 feet off the ground and then it gave me signals that made me think it was about to lose it up. I said, mm, you sit down. Yeah. Bail <laughs> so on that. Droning bail on that we're not about to go anything any further on that yeah yeah that's well, cool that's well cool. my is a lot my prediction is that we'll you know i think technology will move into the point where we'll eventually have like degrees in in oh, yeah. drone operation or mechanic mm-hmm. like some mechanical engineering degree with specializing in in drone operation or drone repair or something like that. But I still think the those light show displays from the Super Bowl or from the Chinese New Year <clears throat> I think that's probably one of the most futuristic looking things that I've seen because mm-hmm. it, it it looks like a full on like gigantic mechanical robot just the way that they <laughs> they fly it around. It's it's so cool. It's right. fascinating. And and, and I'm I'm gonna blow your mind just a tad bit here. They already have I, my mistake, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to speak speak wrong for him, but I believe Heinz Community College has uh, has a drone repair and and operations thing. If I'm not really? mistaken, they do. Okay. Yes. Wow. And, and they, they they do drone repair. I mean, they, they do really really good stuff. And oh, I look at think, my uh, prediction has already come true. I'm what's that? I'm I'm on <laughs> top of that. My prediction <laughs> of Nostradamus, <laughs> clairvoyant is indeed. But the, I I think it's uh it's it's really amazing what can happen, and particularly the way our young folks, young people, and I say young people younger than you're in my age, uh, mm-hmm. to be able to really be able to find an idea and become a fascination with it. I can see marine biology and maritime stuff, mm-hmm. uh, things with marine life and everything else like that. Uh, you know, I'm sure meteorology. Drones are definitely, you know, going to be uh, important, not only just to document, but also to be able to see what's coming, physically see what's coming. Uh, that's that's really cool. That's really cool. I really love it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening to Everyday Tech here on MPB Think Radio with myself, Abram Nanny, and with Sabir Abdul-Haq. If you have questions at any time, we might have a little bit of time to answer your question. Email the show at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now, we do have a couple calls coming in, so let's first go to Mamie in Oklahoma who has a question. So, Mamie, you have a problem with your email. What's what's going on? Well, I'm getting... uh flood of junk mail, spam mail, and when I unsubscribe, it says undeliverable. When I block it, it still comes in, and I don't know how to stop it. Is there any way you can stop uh, electronic mail from coming to your uh, uh, inbox? 
Sabir, what's your what's your first inclination with that? What what you thinking? So you so yes, there are several apps that are out there. There's still if you try to go ahead and slide it like to hit delete or block or whatnot, there are several apps that are out there that will allow you to be able to do so. Uh, I'm not sure what who are, who is who are your your apps with? Who, who, who I mean, what's your email with? If it's a Gmail, is it with Gmail? Gmail account. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different ones that are out there. One I would recommend is called uh, Trimbox. Uh, Gmail uses Trimbox, which is, I've yet to try that one, but I hear great things about it. Um, and T-R-I-M, like trim, like on the side of a house, Trimbox. Uh, there are ways to be able to quickly delete emails, but also to unsubscribe. Uh, from those emails. So Trimbox is one. Another one that I had also heard of is called Maelstrom. Mail like email and then S-T-R-O-M. Maelstrom and Trimbox are two of the quick ones that I've heard of. You can try to use their services, ma'am, and, and see how that those work for you. Are those apps? Those are apps. Yes, ma'am. Those are apps. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so you're thinking okay. third-party apps to, to help facilitate that. Apps, yeah, if it's still getting through, another thing, I also, now that I think about it, Mamie, um, also be careful, and, and listening audience, be very careful about uh, sometimes people use like Google Drive and Dropbox to be able to go ahead and say, hey, I've got these files for you. Do you want, do you want to share this file? Do not click on those. If you don't recommend, if you don't re- if you don't uh, recognize, or even in a situation if you do recognize the email it came from, you might want to call your friend up and say, "Abram, did you send me a file that uh that you didn't?" You'd be like, "Severe, no, I didn't." That someone may have you know have, may have uh, compromised your friend's email and is sending you a virus by accident. Mm-hmm. Be very careful about those, and very careful about emails that say that you owe an invoice of, of a certain amount of money. Uh, be careful about those. You don't want to click on any links. You don't want to download any PDF or or files you don't rec- that you don't recognize. Be very careful. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you so yes, much, ma'am. Mamie, for calling in. Yes, uh, we're going to go straight back onto the phones. We've got uh, a fascinating question to me uh, simply because of what I do around here. But I'll let Sharon ask the question. Sharon in Collinsville, what's going on? Uh, what I would like to know is, what is the least expensive, because we're nonprofit, drone or camera? What do I need to do when we have dogs or cats in the woods and we can't find them? What could we use to maybe be able to find them? Least expensive. Um, there are a few really, really, really inexpensive ones that are okay uh, that you can find that you can find online. And like, you familiar with the online buying app Timu? Or even Amazon, yeah. some of these really, 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 I mean, these things are like 20 and 30 bucks. I just bought one for my son. And it's good for wow. up to about, I think, about a 100-foot radius. But that's it. Yeah. Like once it gets once it gets about beyond that far, it's not that great. So if there's like a, a clearing that you're trying to find in good daylight, in good and decent daylight, you might be able to fly that thing. The, the one that we got for him, yeah, it's about 100. It, it gives... On, on a bad day, maybe 50 to 75 feet. By bad, it might be, you know, uh, it just might be real windy. It might be, you know, uh, there might be a lot of interference around somewhere. But on a good day, okay. a clear day, and if you're in a clearing, but you're trying to be able to do something like that, I, that drone I bought him was like maybe 30 bucks. 
And just for him, he just wanted to be able to, he always was interested in droning a little bit. He would see me do it. Other than that, you may have to go to the more pricier ones that are like $300 and $400. Uh, okay. DJI, DJI, the company, DJI, they make one called the Mavic and also the Mavic Spark. Those are really good. Uh, my, my first drone I flew was made by a company called Parrot, uh, the Parrot Bebop. That was, I still have mine. It does it doesn't work anymore. I've, I've put it through its paces, but uh, it doesn't work anymore. But that thing lasted a good four or five years on me. Uh, but that was a $500 drone. So, but right. if you just low, low, low budget, you can go on timu.com or some of these other small shopping apps, look for drones that are like $50 or less. And you might be able to fly that thing. Maybe that I see comfortably a 75 to hundred, hundred feet, hundred feet up, hundred feet out. But outside of that, that's it. All right. Well, thanks so much for calling in, Sharon. I, I appreciate what you do as a dog rescuer um, and a not-for-profit. That is a that is really cool. So, um, you know, producing creature comforts and stuff, I've learned a lot about that type of stuff. So, thank you so much. That's going to wrap us up the, for the day. Thanks to Beer for helping myself and our callers out. If you missed any of the show, make sure you listen back to it on your favorite podcasting app or download the MPB Public Media app. Everyday Tech is brought to you by Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and generous contributions from listeners. The show today was engineered by Jermaine Flood and Marissa Vaughn, our new hire. Call screener was Charles Arnold and Will Pickering. We'll be back next week at 10 on Wednesday on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.